Welcome to the Joyfulness Broadcast. I've got here back for the third time, Eric Brown, because we have such a good time together. So welcome back and thank you for coming back. See you enjoying it if you're back for the third time. (laughs) Of course. It's always a pleasure, man. We get into some good territory. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's nice when you actually get someone who is A, willing, B, able, and C, interested in actually just bouncing ideas back and forth because it's it's not too common, particularly these days. So, dude, always happy to be back. Good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, well, good to have you and bounce stuff as well. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd just be bouncing on off a wall, <laughs> which isn't very fun. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a game more fun with friends, for sure. Yeah 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 well so you were saying i think this is a good place to start talking about getting out of the head and into into the heart or into the body you were saying so what's that about what kind of prompted that um wow this is gonna be this is gonna be fun to explore because it's something that's kind of just been happening uh and i'm not I don't think I've actually tried to articulate it in words. Um, On a higher level, I think we as a global culture prioritize thinking mind way too much. You know, we're most of our conditions, most of our ailments, illnesses, whatever are often spawned from the head. You know, things like anxiety and depression are often just mental loops that you get stuck in. Mm. Um, So your very powerful tool can also turn against you. Um, and how do you remedy that? You know, you don't think your way out of a thinking problem, right? You get back into the here and now you get back into what you can touch. You know, it's even something that comes up in stuff like therapy, right? If someone's having like a panic attack or they're freaking out, you know, just what can you smell right now? What colors do you see? Like actually just grounding it in, in the world. And so of course, you know, I'm not, I'm not here trying to, uh, treat like acute mental illnesses, but you can, you could funnel uh you could scale that down to just like approaching life where it's like yo you probably need to spend a lot more time in your body a lot more time in the real world in in presence right actually being where you're at right now not not dissociating which is you know given the global climate i think easy it's very easy to just get lost when you might not be seeing friends a lot you might not be going out a lot to just get lost in your head and so you know you need a healthy counterbalance to it and so I've just been just trying to rack up some practices, make a kind of, I don't want to call it a routine, but like a, like an ecology of tools that I can just kind of flow between that keep me here, keep me centered, keep me sane. So some movement stuff, yoga stuff, meditation, kind of the classics right there. Mm. Um, but even just simple shit, like having, having tea without looking at your phone, right? Getting just off of screens. And it's been amazing. And I think there's a, I think you could get a little more uh, esoteric with this where it's like, yo, if you're trying to figure out the direction you want to go with your life, you're trying to figure out what the right next step is. Honestly, it's probably better to get really good at listening to your heart and your gut than trying to think your way through it. Mm. Because if you just pose the question, you know, here's a great example. Um, If you're ever trying to think of like the next step or, or where to go from here, if you can distill it down to like a yes or no question, like an A or B, and you flip a coin, um, it doesn't matter what actually the the coin ends up landing on. It's because when it's in the air, you'll have a gut feeling of what you want to come up. And there you go. 
you know, make the decision based on that. And so, yeah, you know, if you have a, you cultivate a really strong relationship with your body, your body's a very smart tool, you know, a very intelligent tool evolved over goddamn millions of years. You know, we should really be able to uh, not be able to, I think it's really helpful to cultivate a connection with your body, which sounds super weird, but I think a lot of us walk around pretty dissociated a lot, really just lost in the mental space. And so that has been very present, very active uh, the past couple of weeks. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, getting out of the head, I like what <laughs> I was like, I laughed a little at the start because <laughs> it was like, uh, I don't know, just, the global i don't know it's like from the body to the global it's like whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa dude um but that that kind of went cool that was a cool direction yeah. into the body um for me it's about sensations when you're talking about body because i don't really do much exercising or any of this stuff mm-hmm. but it's more about um to do with ses- sensations you know, like, you know, you might be lying on the couch and you'd be like, <laughs> I'll be like, lie on bed. I'll be like, dude, what the fuck's actually going on here? Because <laughs> I'd be like, well, oh, you, you kind of, rather than um, <clears throat> get like getting um, dislodged from the habit of like knowing, of like labeling everything and categorizing it as something that's known. When you start to do that, you start to get into the space of like the unknown. It's like, <laughs> what are these sensations? Like, what what actually are they? And it's really fun. It's kind of like you're floating. It's like everything's sort of floating. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that makes sense, but <laughs> I don't think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to me, it's to do with the sensations and beauty. Beauty is another one. Like just uh, that's a really, <clears throat> for me, a fast way to get out of the head is just get lost in the beauty of it. Cause you, when, yeah. you know, like for me, I like the example of like a really beautiful tree or flower, you know, there's so obviously nothing to say about it. <laughs> to say anything about it would be absurd, even to call it beautiful. That's just convenience. Really you know, important there's point. There's nothing to say about it. So it kind of like, uh, it just ends the story straight away. <laughs> you just yeah. kind of get lost in it and do nothing. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a there's a classic like alan watts quote of like um you know the thing that's going on here isn't a problem to be solved it's a reality to be experienced Mm. and i love that right it's not like yo you don't even need to have a justification or rationale for what's going on even just um you know there's a reason people say like i want to feel alive it's not like i want to think alive it's not like i want to know that i'm alive it's like you want to feel it you want to viscerally have the experience of it and that's entirely down here you know that's entirely in your body in your being not so much just going through the mental gymnastics of it and yeah you know much like anything it's actually a skill that you can cultivate like uh, there are whole i don't want to say schools there are whole meditative practices all around noting sensations, cultivating more of them, like the jhanas, just really getting in the sense of like, what is the visceral experience of joy? Can I move it around my body? Can I feel it in different places? Like um, it's a skill that can be cultivated and it sounds super weird. It's like, I, you mean I can get better at 
having a body like it, it sounds <laughs> really weird but it's absolutely true and your curiosity thing i think is spot on too it's like where do i feel anger like that's actually a cool exercise does it come in your gut is it like in your head does your chest get tight or same thing like what is what is a uh, curiosity feel like in my body what does joy feel like in my body some cool stuff some cool meditations can come from that there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. Oh, it's really fun. Looking for the where I find is really fun. So I once had this uh, like uh, fever and, you know, those <clears throat> letting go mechanism by like, as described in Hawking's book, which is just like an intuitive thing. <laughs> it's just that yeah. the books helps you get in touch with it um, in a really clear way. So I was with these, you know, sensations that was um, what the world would call a fever and like shivering so i was just sitting and i was like huh i wonder if i have a fever because i started i noticed i was noticing the body was like kind of dancing <laughs> like what's that about so i started but i like was fine it was like my state of uh, my state was actually unaffected by it which was really cool but it was more like i started noticing shifts in the body and i was like oh maybe there's a fever or something and then there was a fever and so i was with this there was this like lung sensation it's like metallic heaviness in like the chest Ooh. and i <laughs> i just i was just with it it was like a blue metallic heaviness and i was with it um and it was just heavy and it was just, just kept staying there and then but i was just with it let it be there kind of cur- curious about it saying what what is it actually where is it like does yeah. it have a precise location what is it really like truthfully speaking not what's the thought about it not what the label is but what is the radical experience of it so as i did that there's a strange sensation started happening i mean they're all strange sensations and you really look at them honestly (laughs) Uh, but there's this thing happened so it's like shifted location so it started in the chest area Mm. then this funny thing happened by this curiosity of being like where is it actually it's like that invited this irony to occur where it was like it kind of passed and moved up and now it's on the shoulders. And then it was, so, I mean, people can't see the video, but it was actually like maybe 30 centimeters above my shoulders in the air floating yeah. is where I was experiencing it. And I was like, dude, what? <laughs> like I was, I can't explain, but I was actually ex- experiencing it there. Like you can yeah. see my fingers for people. Let's describe it. 30 about 20 centimeters of hovering above the shoulders is where I was actually experiencing it. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like it was actually there. I guess you could call it in the aura or something. I don't know, but I was just with it continuously and then it just passed. But it's really cool. It's like when you're curious about it and you start being really, to me, it's like a radical honesty, radical truth. And then yeah. as the more truthful I am with it, the more it becomes clear that any sort of thought or label is really just like a vanity. <laughs> I mean, it is a vanity. It's a vanity of the intellect trying to explain away the feeling is how I've experienced it myself. Um, It's like, uh, I like the analogy of like a soccer game. So you've got, or like any game, you've got the actual game going on, which is self-evident and obvious. (laughs) And then you've got the commentators above it, which make it into an entertainment. And that's Mm, like thoughts to me as well. It's like the experience itself is actually self-evident and obvious because you're the one experiencing it. But then the thoughts come in trying to, explain it reason about it <laughs> um figure it out <laughs> yeah. like even though the, <laughs> um but it's all vanity it's also like a game intellectual masturbation <laughs> uh, entertainment 
but the experience itself is really obvious it's just what it is and it's really yeah. cool to just be be with it yeah be with the sensory reality and get out of the the explanations and the thoughts and the reasons about it and just kind of just jam with it <laughs> yeah and there's some you know there's some cool stuff you can end up doing with this too uh, an example I love is like working with cold or like working with ice baths in particular. Um, Cause you know, there's a whole, there's a whole world of people who are, you know, kind of into this work and want to, and have these sentiments of like, yeah, I want to be more present. You know, I want to, I want to practice. Like, that's why I, that's why I study these texts. That's why I meditate. Cause I want to, I want to get into more presence. I want to have a feeling of, you know, being here now and all of this. And it's like, yo, that's awesome. You know, if you just went in an ice bath for a bit, your whole mental activity shuts down because your body's like, you know, I'm not in serious danger yet, but this is pretty serious. You know, we are in like freezing water right now. So let me just be alert, make sure I can keep my shit together. And so it's just a physical trigger for very visceral presence. Like you are thrust into the here and now. And like, you didn't need to do like, an hour of meditation to get there you just needed to sit in ice for 30 <laughs> seconds or the same thing it's a great it's a great training tool it's a great way to practice um stuff like just noticing sensation like you can actually just get in the observer seat you know it's 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 challenging to do it when you're just kind of sitting in meditation i'm not going to say it's easy but it's the most conducive environment possible you're literally sitting there not doing anything. Your eyes are closed. It's like, you know, that's that's kind of easy. If you want to go, you want to go up a level, you want to kind of increase the weight, right? Do some more resistance work. Like what happens when all the sensations coming are really challenging? Like you're in a sauna and you're super yeah. hot. Then can you just sit in the witness chair and be like, all right, I'm just going to notice this. These are just sensations. It's yeah. way harder, but it's like a, it's like increasing weight at the gym. You know, you do reps with something more challenging, you end up being stronger. And yeah, so there's a bunch of like, yeah, there's a, mind and body are not separate. And if you want to cultivate stuff in your mind, you can actually go through the body, you know, discipline, strength, grit, determination, you know, you can actually just cultivate these things in the body and they translate up. And so I've just been doing that because <laughs> it's good it's good fun it's good challenge and uh i think it's super helpful for at least yeah. for you, an n of one you brought something up good uh the the like lifting the weights um so to me the exemplar of this is the one that i'm aware of is david hawkins himself who goes under who underwent surgery without anesthesia but using the letting go mechanism oh, he really yeah. he would talk about the crunching of the bone he'd say you know you're in surgery and um in the dentist and as soon as you resist any sensation you are uh, the crunching of the bone <laughs> you just hearing that you're like oh <laughs> yeah. it's just unbearable so it's really like you're forced to absolutely surrender otherwise it's just unbearable and you might even like faint out of the sort of pain that is so that now that's <laughs> that's a way to te test it but that's cool to know because i know i'm sure some people might like be like oh was that even, even possible but yeah yeah <laughs> i actually had a friend ask me that like a week or two ago we were just riffing on some some shit and she was like do you actually think it's possible to get to the point where you can kind of 
not disconnect, that sounds negative, but like detach fully from physical sensation. And it was like, well, yeah, you know, you ever seen those monks that self-immolate? Like, you know, you ever put your hand on something hot or even if you're walking across like a hot um, parking lot in the summer in bare feet, it's like mm. really hot. And it's like, yo, these guys can sit still after lighting themselves on fire. Yeah. Like it's entirely possible and of course there are less extreme versions you know there are other examples of there are people like meditate in hot oil or like meditate in temples of rats like there are these weird ass things you can do but like yeah it is possible it is certainly possible so if you scale it back it's like yo you can do it too you can turn up the difficulty a little bit even even stuff like yoga is kind of an example of that it's not exactly sitting meditation it puts you in some weird ass positions and kind of asks you to just be comfortable there <laughs> or like like a classic like horse stance right there there are dudes who just hold horse stance for an hour where you're like legs are bent and you know you start shaking and you just kind of sit there comfortably watching it happen <laughs> it's good it's all good practice man uh yeah well i've had um something so to me it's to do with like hyper surrendered state and like the more you get into this yeah. hyper surrendered state and suddenly like the sensation it's like if you ride the crest of the moment and you don't resist it at all and you don't then it doesn't you don't even it's like you're not even aware of it it's because the only thing my own experience the thing that keeps it in awareness is actually resistance so if there's any sort of resistance you're aware of it but Ooh, if yeah. it's not it goes away it goes away so fast that you don't even notice it's there I, i've had these um for example with cold you're talking about cold and I was in like this uh, hyper surrendered state after ayahuasca, really hy hyper surrendered <laughs> after having some intense experiences <laughs> um, uh, after the experience itself. And there was like, so I was just walking around just during the day, walking around like the forest. And I think, I think it must've been like, it was very cold, supposedly, <laughs> supposedly it was very cold, but I like woke up. I was in shorts and sandals. I didn't even like, it's not that I like resisted the cold and I was like, I'll do, I'll move through it. I'll push through it. It was more like, I just totally didn't notice it at all. <laughs> it was like, a wasn't noticed at all. The temperature difference, there was no temperature. There was just, there was just like <laughs> sensations. <laughs> so it's like the more in that hyper surrender state, it's as though you like detach from the program. I learned that cold and heat is a program, so it doesn't actually exist. Um, sounds weird until you experience it and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> so cold, what I learned was cold is just a belief system, actually. It's like if you're radically, truthfully honest, there's only the sensations which are then labeled as cold. Mm -hmm. And then because of that label experienced as cold, but if you're in a hyper-surrendered state where you just surrender radically to everything as it's coming up, you enter this like kind of nirvana where <laughs> there's like only that which is <laughs> and there's nothing to everything just kind of i mean it's so cool it's like <laughs> how cool is that it's like what cold is a belief system and then i thought that you know then if cold is a belief system the opposite must be true also that heat is a belief system and i've been noticing that as well like if i'm in bed just like as a practical example and you have the blankets on you know and you start feeling over kind of start feeling hot then i'd be like well this isn't actually hot because of past experiences i'll be like this isn't actually hot this is actually just like what is it really if you're really honest about it, you know we're talking about what is this sensation really 
it's to do with an itchiness it's really like a sort of itchy sensation <laughs> to me it's like a stinginess that's not hot what's hot hot is the label that then comes on top of it which is the vanity to be like what is this the mind comes in intellect that's hot aha we've explained it high five <laughs> we're good now <laughs> but yeah Dude, yeah 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 that was beautiful and there is a sense like i've definitely been at this point too where it's like i imagine someone listening to this being like what the fuck like this just sounds ridiculous and it's like <laughs> yeah you know don't don't take this at face value like the whole go try it you can actually do this stuff where it's like yo i don't want to be outside in the snow for 30 seconds but i can sit for half an hour in an ice bath it's like yo you can all this shit can be cultivated mm. like it's it's doable it's not outside the realm you know these the other examples they're not some aliens right they don't possess anything that you don't possess it can be cultivated or i think to your point a lot of it is it's more of a letting go. It's more of a dropping stuff than mm. an adding on or a practicing thing. It's just like, yo, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to notice. Yeah. Go very, very far with that. A willingness. I like mm-hmm. how Hawking describes it. It's like a willingness to be, to me, it's really all to do with just, there's only one variable. <laughs> there aren't two. <laughs> there's just willingness. Willingness is either present to a high degree or absent to a high degree. If it's absent to a high degree, so if you're if there's not a willingness to be with sensations, like forgetting about thoughts and imagination, just with whatever experientially is there, then yeah. there's actual real discomfort. It's amazing. It's actually the unwillingness itself brings up discomfort. You know, like in the just to make it a practical example, because I like these practical examples because people can like you saying, good point. Don't mm-hmm. take it on face value. Try it for yourself and you'll see. <laughs> so with like you know if you're uncomfortable under the blanket you don't have to go to these extremes you can just go like under a blanket and you're like really uncomfortable and you like just like i would as soon as that discomfort comes it's like a letting go a willingness to really be with that what is initially called a discomfort so first that's the like the the initial willingness to be with whatever is supposedly being experienced and then comes the inner investigation which is like really just an inner commitment to truth and honesty being like I don't know this isn't really heat though is it <laughs> i can't really honestly say that i can't experience the word heat like i can yeah. just experience that which is being experienced like and then if i resist it it's really interesting then that's where i learned that when you resist it and really calling it heat is a form of resistance it's like a subtle form of resistance because you're labeling it when it's not necessary to label you're trying to explain it it's like uh squeezing the infinite into a finite box <laughs> you're going to like reduce it it's like a you're, you're like trying to contain it with words but it can't be contained because it's just it's there <laughs> and it's really interesting you know you can try that with anything my favorite one really small one like you were saying in the gym i like that analogy you know these really small wins the really doable ones that build up over a very long period of time because it's about our commitment but for example, something as small as a sneeze, <laughs> as small as a sneeze. Yeah. I love practicing with sneezes because you get these sensations at first. You're like, Oh, I'm going to sneeze. But then you notice that when you say I'm going to sneeze, the likelihood of you sneezing increases. So then I would stop saying I'm going to sneeze and then just be with the radical truth of it, which is just like these sensations around the nostrils area. And then they start out as sneezy sensations, but then through honesty, it's like, well, there's no such thing as sneeziness. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, 
in the past, my understanding is in the past, these sensations have been associated with sneezingness. So now when they're experienced, they're again associated with sneeziness. And then the sneeziness kind of manifests, we could use that word as a sneeziness. But if you, if when, when I let go of labeling them anything and just be with the sensations themselves, just will, willingly let them be there, let them pass without trying to change them or do anything about it. Because I, I really like this. It's a do nothing approach. You don't do anything. <laughs> don't do anything. Yeah, so sneezing and itchiness, you know, these are things that we're faced with every day. Like you were saying, anyone can do it. It's just about willingness. And you build up small and then the curiosity starts to build. Well, if this is true, what else is true? <laughs> what else? Maybe my whole, everything is just a, belief system whoa <laughs> whoa yeah, that was spot on and again you can you can quite literally you can quite literally use anything as like a practice for this right again there are some that i think push you into a i don't want to say a more extreme but a much more like visceral sense like again you go in an ice bath like something's going to happen you know you do uh fasting is another good example too like sitting with hunger pangs like that is another good one too because again just sensation at the end of the day it doesn't actually need you to do anything about it um, but not exactly easy to sit with when it's coming up but even just like oh you know you got tired and you don't want to keep working like you could just you can just notice that you, you don't actually have to stop you know you want to open facebook like you don't actually have to do anything you can just notice that um, that's why again meditation is such a timeless fucking practice like that's why it exists for so long because it does this that's the thing that it does and you actually you know you brought up the kind of full circle moment for me which is like as you practice this you actually notice how freaking sneaky uh, <laughs> your, your mind is at inserting all of this like how quickly it is to be like this is too oh, cold i want to so leave quick. Like, it's just immediate. Yeah. And so there's this recognition that I was like, okay, I noticed this in myself. Like, I'm not, not freaking beyond the veil just yet. And it's like, okay, so I want to practice this. So, okay, I got to get out of my head. I got to stop doing this. And so then the embodiment work comes and it's like, all right, what can I do? Oh, you can meditate, yoga, fast, ice. Like, mm -hmm. there are all these tools immediately available to you to strengthen the muscle or yeah, I don't know if strength and muscle is the right way to say it, but actually make that habitual mm. tendency to slap, to, to, to slap the label on it. You can actually a increase the amount of time that takes so that you can just sit with the thing that's happening longer, or you can actually like resolve it where it's just like, I actually don't need to put something on this right now. I can just sit with it. And that is a deeply useful uh yeah skill to have mm. oh man you brought up so many things i don't know which one to grasp onto. <laughs> <laughs> but then i'll first talk about the oh so you said something really good because i recently had an experience with that and now i've actually unlocked it so it's like uh you know if it's a video i love the video game life thing it's like uh mm -hmm. i love to see it as ability unlocked <laughs> so yeah. one of the one you were talking about tiredness right so for example something that hawking's taught me was that you know hunger is just a program there's this space where you can be in where you don't experience hunger. So I myself canceled out hunger. So it's no longer hungry, <laughs> um, which mm -hmm. is cool, but I still get sugar like cravings though. Yeah. So that, that seems to be just another fun muscle to <laughs> push against. Yeah. But something interesting was like, well, if it's true that hunger is just a program that you can be without hunger and still eat and enjoy the food more, 
actually because there's no cravingness about it there's just the joy of eating which is pretty cool <laughs> most people don't know that it, that it exists as a thing but then if that's true then well maybe tiredness is also a program yeah. so i was i was uh, it was like maybe at 12 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock when this kind of came and i was like okay well you know let's just try it out <laughs> let's see let's stay up the whole day let's stay up the whole night and so as if, and not label it anything, just be with the radical sensations of what would be called tiredness. So first, what I noticed was it was maybe about 2 a.m. And um, I started noticing like sensations here. So about the eyebrows areas. And so, you know, normally that would be experienced. And then the label would come in on top of that and be like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> but I was like, no, 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 not today. So we're, we're really being here. We're, we're committed to this. So let's just being with the, the sensations as they are. And there's not tiredness. It's just weird kind of funky sensations up here that I'm not used to. Um, so as I, it was funny though, because as the willingness arose to just be with it as it was, it really disappeared quite fast. Maybe yeah. minutes or seconds it just disappeared and then it started shifting around you know it started weird sensations kind of around the head but rather than like freaking out about it which i think was what usually happens <laughs> it's be like oh no i'm free like what are these weird sensations i'm gonna die <laughs> kind of that kind of level of melodrama it was just kind of taken for what it was which is just the experiential reality of it and so it started to get cancelled out and like it also I was doing stuff. So I was like watching something. I was taking part, taking some challenge and it was in American time. So I just wanted to stay up and wait for it. So I still needed, this is the interesting point because I still needed to have men, like that mental activity and be able mm -hmm. to engage in the world. And I was going to meet a friend and like, I still needed to engage in the world. So it wasn't like I was going to be a zombie. So I actually, I, but I just tried it out to see what happened. And it was really cool. Actually, really, honestly, what happened was there was a slight shift in like state of consciousness at the start. And then there was an adjustment period of maybe a couple of minutes. Yeah. Then there was, it was adjusted and now it wasn't even noticed. And it's like now it was kind of a little bit different, but not really. The energy level throughout the day was exactly the same as the previous day, which is incredible. Yep. Um you know, because you're told that you need to sleep and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So then what happened is it's like, for me, I required continuously to cancel it out as it came up throughout the day. It would come up in like kind of waves to be like, Oh, you're tired. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. <laughs> These are sensations. And then eventually it was just sort of canceled out. And like when the night came, because my own experiences is the body seems to like want to sleep anyway. When the night came, it's like, sleep came but without the tiredness it's just like bam i was out <laughs> but without the tiredness component which showed me that you can stay up like 48 hours without being tired and still smash out stuff in a pretty hyper vigilant state um if you're willing to be with the adjustment of sensations yeah you put it this that way like, yeah and so this came up like literally today at like 2 a.m i was like I was st stayed up because Hawking said something. This is a bit unrelated because I was having trouble with like, it's like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> like, because there was this stuff like, oh, should I build my business? Should I do this? Should I go off into the forest? Should I do this? Like, why would I go into the forest? Why can't I just surrender everything right now? <laughs> so it's like, what's a, what's an ego fantasy? What's actually best? What do I really want? 
And then I saw this Hawkins video and he said it really well. He's like, so everyone in this audience, for those like math consciousness would be like 420 and above, everyone listening to this is totally capable of getting anything they want in life. And he said mm-hmm. that, well, if you don't, he said, but oh, maybe you're saying I, I, I'm not successful in this area. And then he said something which like totally hit me. He's like, well, <laughs> well, then you just don't want it. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> you don't want it, you know, because if you wanted it, you'd stay up till 3 a.m. You do whatever's necessary. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So then I, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just stay up. I know that I can stay up till 3 a.m. So I'll just stay up. I'll learn this thing. I'll start doing it. Um, and I'll do what I want to instead of what I'm told to do. And just see where that leads anyway but that's not really through the sensation but that was it was all really cool <laughs> it was all interwoven and so anyway now i've lo- i feel like i've unlocked this ability oh it's 2 a.m do i want to sleep or not it's like a choice now how cool is that yeah. <laughs> it's a choice yeah 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 two things two things came up wow one is like this is again i think underscoring the point it's like it's actually a conversation between your mind and body it's a it's an open dialogue it's not like dictating stuff like so again you maybe you haven't eaten in a couple hours but you plan on fasting the whole day so you know you're not going to eat so your body like knocks on the door of your mind and is like yo what do, what do you think about getting some food like i you know i could use some food and if you actually just respond with the commitments like yo not now like it takes like yeah five minutes but then your body's like oh okay not now and it just goes and does other stuff. Like the thing, the discomfort only lasts like a few minutes in almost any of this. Same thing with like the the ice, right? You sit down, your body's like, you know, this is pretty cold. What do you think? You think we could get out? If you're just like, no, we're going to stay in for a couple more minutes. Your body's like, oh, okay. And actually, because we are, I'm actually going to make some heat internally. I'm actually like, I'm just going to go do other things. Mm-hmm. It's a, It's an open dialogue. Same thing with tiredness, right? Because again, you actually get to the point where your body's like, yo, what do you think about sleeping? And you're like, not right now. <laughs> It'll actually like, just be like, oh, okay. You know, let me, let me turn up some of the uh, attention and alertness and awakeness dials. And it's like, okay, you know, I got you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's an open, it's an open thing. But for almost all of us, we can't sit with that like, two to 10 minutes of the signal coming up. And the signal that comes up is like, your stomach feels hungry, you're shivering, you know, your eyes get heavy. It's like, yo, to your point, if you can actually just be with that, then your body's like, oh, okay, never mind, never mind. I'll, I'll try again later. And you can just go right along doing whatever the heck you want. Mm-hmm. And you're, uh, yeah, that's a really good practice. The, the second thing you brought up is just like, yo, you're, life right now is the way it is because it's exactly the way you want it <laughs> and most people will be like yeah no 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 no, no. i want <laughs> way more than this and it's like well no you don't because you don't get it there's trade-offs for everything like we all we look at all the super successful people and it's like do you want to work that hard and everyone on the surface will be like yeah but <laughs> no you don't because you don't if yeah. you wanted it you would do it yeah. but you don't and so it's actually just like yo just this is again, we come back to the relentless pursuit of truth. It's just like, yo, don't bullshit yourself, man. Like, just don't bullshit yourself. Like you actually, and it's okay to actually want to be able to hang out with your friends on evenings instead of working. That's actually okay. You're allowed to make that choice, but know that you're making that choice because that's what you want. It's like, just don't lie to me, dude. Yeah. 
or don't lie to yourself. I don't care if you lie to me. That's not going to impact me. It's just like, just don't lie to yourself. It's okay to want the things you want. And yeah, you will always get the things you want. Uh, that's a good one it's like uh, everything is always a choice it's whether you're conscious of the choice or whether it's unconscious it doesn't matter yeah. i mean because everything yeah, it, yeah, it's free will right free will <laughs> yeah and it's like yo it doesn't I, I don't care what you tell me right your your life is none of my business it's none of my business but it's like yo you'll be a lot better off if you tell yourself the truth <laughs> like that's just a good game plan like just tell yourself the truth because then you don't get into all these neurotic loops. You don't have to like wear masks for people where it's like, oh, I have to be this this version of myself for this person. It's just like, yo, no, I'm true with myself. I'm true with you. And it creates this like strong center in you where it's just like, yeah, I know what I want and I'm actually getting it. And this is how it is. This is me. Take it or leave it. It's a very powerful place to, to act from. Yeah. And it brings peace. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spot on. Because you know that you can, if if you've chosen, I think the key with that, like radical responsibility, I mean, you know, radical is just like a word to really get people's attention and it's just responsibility. (laughs) It's just, it's not radical truth. It's just truth. But like, to me, radical truth, like kind of gets people's attention. It's like, oh, oh, what's radical truth. (laughs) Um, Then you you own the the ability to choose. You like regain the uh, ability to choose differently. Oh, Like, even if it's hard, you can like progressively chip away at it progressively and eventually it'll change or you can just totally spontaneously change, but you can only do that if you have the taken responsibility. Oh shit. My life is the way that it is because I have chosen it to be this way or like, uh, what's a good, well, yeah, the really good one. Like, uh, everything right now is just every, our experience of life is just the consequence of our past choices. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great one. That's a great the one. Other, the other bitch here is that this actually zooms up for culture as a whole and a collective. The world is the way it is because it's exactly the way we want it. And mm-hmm. that gets in a really hairy territory where it's like, what, you mean all the problems of the world uh, are because we actually want it? And it's like, yeah, dude, because you get bored when shit's not exciting. <laughs> so you need all these stupid things to do. And yeah, you know, you want to see the full spectrum of the human experience. You got it. You know, all the stories, like we could solve all this stuff. Well, A, I think it starts from the fact that it's like, it's only a problem if you label it a problem. Mm. But B, if you do think it's a problem, you could do something about it. You could, you could rally a whole bunch of people and do it. You know, there's nothing we don't have the resources or the know-how for, but we just don't because you don't care because you don't want it bad enough. And it's like, yo, there's a come to Jesus moment there where it's like, yo, you need to own that, son. Like, just be honest with yourself and cultures need to do this. The world needs to do this. You know, be honest with ourselves. We actually don't want a world without war because if we did, we would have it. Like, it's just, it's just like that. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. It's nuts, but it's a, it's a good spiritual practice. Like, this is what I want. And if it's genuinely not, like, some things take time. That's totally cool. But are you actually putting in the time? Are you actually showing up or is it just like the part of the part of the thing that you want is you want that like idealized story too. You want the aspirations, but you don't actually want to do the thing that would make them real. <laughs> you just want to have the cop out of like, yeah, you know, I could do this so much better than them. 
you know, if I was the president, I would do things way better. It's like, okay, go do it, bro. Like, <laughs> go do it. But you won't, you won't, because you want just to have the cop out of like, yeah, in my head, it's way better. Mm. And so it's just relentlessly owning it. I love your point about the radical too. Because yeah, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't have to be. But for most of us, the way we operate, it is such a strong like departure from the norm because like the truth thing is a great example it's like yo no white lies no comforting stories to yourself like that's not true but you probably fill like 80 percent of your stories with that shit like when your friend asks you for feedback and you kind of give them some wishy-washy nonsense or it's like again with this whole thing it's like yeah i'm just going to tell myself that this isn't what i want it's like none of that is true and if you actually want to stand in capital T truth, you have to let all of that go. And it's really ugly. It's yeah. really hard. <laughs> or at least it's hard at the beginning. And again, it's actually very freeing at the end. It's a very strong foundation because you don't need to constantly figure everything out. You know, you don't need to remember anything if you're always speaking from truth. Mm. Oh, that's a brilliant point. You know, I find it's really easy. So for example, you know, what's really popular hopefully it's going to stitch back in, <laughs> but what's part like, you know, Jim quick and like the whole brain training stuff, training your yeah. memory. So I find there's like a different way to go about memory, which is what I rely upon, which is what I would call relying upon the Holy spirit. Um, which is like trusting that if something needs to be said, it'll be said uh, of its own yep. without me needing to remember. And without this like personal person requiring to memorize it plan for it schedule it and execute it it just happens automatically of its own i find that's really useful um like i do meetups right and i don't plan for them i don't do anything it's really fun it's really fun it's really freeing because i come in i you know you have a title because people like titles to know what's about but i have, really have no idea what i'm going to say which is something that i've learned is okay after hawkings because hawkings always he's like one of his jokes is like yeah I don't, I don't know what i'm gonna just say dude but <laughs> i don't know people ask me what are you gonna what's this lecture about i don't know i haven't said it yet and i've yeah. like it's so, it's so great it's so freeing because it's like it's so everything i find all the words are super context dependent they come depending on the energy depending on everyone's different there's no like logical way to reason about it for me it's yeah. instead it just happens spontaneously it's like there's like this invisible field that's interacting and then the words are pulled out of into that field of their own without me needing to push any effort it's wonderful because i get to learn as i speak i'm like i haven't heard this yet <laughs> it's coming out of my own mouth but i haven't heard it i haven't heard it yet i'm very aware of it i didn't plan for it i didn't like practice it it just came out it's very like spontaneous and wonderful and i find it's the same with memory you know something has to yeah. be remembered bam it's there rather than training the memory not not to poo poo training memory but to just say that there's this other way there is a lot for me it's very freeing it's like okay if i've got to remember it, it'll come up if i don't remember it then whatever <laughs> that requires a certain surrender um Ooh. yeah this is so important you actually just sparked off like two things for me that are super awesome um yeah, this is nuts. This is nuts. So this, this actually goes back to the truth thing where it's like, what do you mean I don't need to remember anything or I don't need to plan anything? Well, it's like, look, if you weren't trying to project an identity to people, 
you wouldn't need to remember anything. But because you are, you have to have like cute phrases to say and remember the phrasing of this paragraph. And, you know, this is how I explain what I do because I want to come off like, oh, super successful or really capable or super smart. So I got to use these words. If you weren't trying to play any of those games, you wouldn't need to have on hand, easily recalled any of those little like snippets or like, oh, yeah, I heard this Alan Watts quote or like, oh, yeah, I got this like, yo, you can just uh release it when someone asks the question but because very few of us have like dropped many of our masks yeah you know you got to remember a whole bunch you got to <laughs> remember a whole bunch and then there's a dude this is actually it's funny it's amazing we always just come to these spots because this has been really alive for me i said i couldn't remember much but this has been something uh really present which is your point on surrender and trust you only need to remember anything because you don't trust that you're going to be able to handle it when it comes up. Because if you did, you'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. What do I need to Like you just, there's just no, there's no concern about the future because you actually trust that the future is going to be in your favor. It's not mm. going to be this like obstacle. It's not this like crushing oppressive force. Like, Oh fuck. The future is going to be so bad and I'm not ready. You know, you could you can flip that whole thing and be like, I actually trust that whatever's going to come is going to be for my benefit. Might be challenging. Like someone might put me on the spot and I might not actually have a great answer. And what a wonderful teaching moment that is. Okay. Because then I can learn something and that's actually a benefit for me. And it all just circles back to like, yo, I still didn't need to remember anything for that. I didn't need to memorize anything. I didn't need to bullshit anyone. I just spoke my truth, trusting that that was going to be enough. Mm. the reason the reason you uh this sparked so much in me is because i have a this might be a weird way to say it i don't know but a concept that i've been using with my friends is called mental chess four-dimensional chess like playing chess over a long period of time and yeah i hope i can articulate this well with almost everyone in your life, particularly people, but this applies to like the work you do and a whole bunch of shit, you can imagine it like a big ass chessboard. Like, so A, everyone has a goal. Every interaction has a goal, like checkmate. Like, what is what are you trying to get out of this? What are they trying to get out of you? And then you can watch all these pieces get moved in the way people act and the things that they say and the things they do or don't do. Like, what's an example of this maybe if you're in like a uh, intimate relationship with your partner and they want validation from you they want to feel good about themselves because they want you to say something nice about them instead of just being direct and straight up and asking like hey what do you think about me they'll play this game with you <laughs> where it's like so the, a that's their that's their checkmate that's their end game they're trying to like get validation from you but they'll do it in all these sneaky ways like, oh, what do you what do you think about this uh, this dress I just got? Or like, you know, they they ask all these things, or they like bat their eyes at you, or they, you know, pay for your dinner, and it's like, oh, so you just did like knight to d three, so that you could do these moves, and I see, and like, it's actually nuts if you start watching for it like this. Like everyone is playing a game with you, and sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's like, yo, I want to pull out your best self, and we can kind of can kind of work it like this but a lot of the times it's like i want you to validate my identity i want you to make me feel good about myself i want some resource or information from you 
And of course, you know, no one stands in like the truth and just asks for it straight up. No one is just like, hey, could you tell me something nice about me? They do it in all <laughs> these like subtle ass subliminal ways where it's it's really sneaky. And I say all of that because can you imagine the cognitive load it takes to play those games with everyone you know? <laughs> like all your family, all your friends, all your coworkers, you have a different game going with all of them. And you have to remember like what they did last and what your next move is and what the end game is. And it's like, you can actually drop all of that and be like, I'm not playing any games with you. I'm going to be, you know, what you see is what you get. I'm going to speak my relentless truth. And I'm going to call you out on your shit too. <laughs> where it's like, hey, that question was really weird. Or like, are you feeling okay? Is there something I can do to help you? It doesn't have to be rude, but... You know, sometimes people who are very direct and very true come off as like a little, not aggressive, but like abrasive. Where it's like, yo, I wasn't ready for that. It's like, you can just straight up ask these people like, yo, look, what you're doing right now is really weird. And I don't understand why it's happening. You know, is there, is baiting this? <laughs> if you actually ask someone that straight up, they'd probably think it was weird, but it saves you so much bullshit. Like it saves you so much garbage and so much, so many running in circles and like mixed messages. And yeah, it comes from like cultivating the skill of like a trust and be truth. It's like, I trust myself. I trust the future. So I don't need to do any nonsense because it's already in my favor and I can do it. I can rise up to it. And it's just, yo, I'm not playing games here. Mm. I'm not playing games. This is a really good analogy. So with the game playing one, um, you know, to, for them to play a game successfully, that requires another player. <laughs> so if you don't play the, the games, then it's like yeah. uh, if you don't participate in it, the only way that it works is if there's two participants. It takes two to tango. So that's like yeah. ra radical responsibility. It's saying, well, these games is a participant. So what I find is there's usually a collapse very often um, through laughter for me personally is like something comes up it's very absurd you know it's it's i see it as funny like because i find the ego quite funny <laughs> my own ego the ego of humanity it's just it's really funny it's like a little comedy show it's very yeah. melodramatic it loves drama it's really funny so i find that like spontaneously just kind of this laughter that comes out and then it like collapses the game it just yeah. And it, it's in a really compassionate way because the other it's like it's almost like that laughter acts as a very like a very clear and pure mirror into the other person to see themselves from a very high level of acceptance that gives them a higher it doesn't make anything certain but it makes it brings a high likelihood that they'll see themselves as they really are um and laugh 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 with at the yeah at the ego because nothing wrong with it it's just funny <laughs> so yeah it's it's, beautiful. it's weird though because you stop playing those games and you find like for example like i'm really weird around people yeah. <laughs> like most of the time i can be very socially like you know fine but sometimes i just might not say anything i just might not ask any questions i'm just not interested i just might be in silence <laughs> someone recently was like you just don't, you don't ask many questions. I'm like, nope, just not interested. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not, you know, it's not, um, it's nothing personal. It's just, it doesn't arise or whatever. Dude, yeah. and that's why 
Yeah, it's so disarming. It's so disarming because it's like, I love, again, I don't know, the chess thing just works so well for me. Um, I really love it. It's like, yo, you're not making a move. We're in a game, or at least they think like you're playing, and it's like, you're not doing anything. Why? Like, it actually is, it's jarring. It like throws them off. It's like, wait, why aren't you, why aren't you moving? You're not playing my game. And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm not, I don't need to play games all the time. chess is cool but like i don't need to play it all the time sometimes i like to just sit and meditate you know and uh yeah there there is a way you know i I think the framing of that can sound not evil but like kind of malevolent like everyone's just trying to get something from you honestly i think that does hold a lot of water it doesn't always have to be a bad thing though Mm. right sometimes people are just raised in in a culture where it's like it's not direct everything is inferred and kind of skirted around skirt around the outside where it's like yo dude i'm feeling really bad you know i could use a pick-me-up could you make me feel better no one in like western culture is going to ask you for that but they're going to do all these small little things like yo you want to hang out or like yo what do you think of this thing i made like they're they'll get it in different ways and that's why it's like these little chess moves and the thing the thing about it uh, one of the ways I <laughs> like calling it 4D chess because sometimes the moves take a, have a lot of time in between. Like maybe it's someone you don't see all the time. So you can you just watch this game unfold over like a long ass amount of time. Or like, you know, if you're trying to get a promotion, that's a great, that's a great example. If you're in like a traditional corporate environment and you're trying to get a promotion, that's a very long game. You're, you're constantly making these tiny moves, you know, trying to be in good light with your boss, like, you know, all these little moves for your end game. And again, same great example, because it's like, maybe that's the only way you were taught. Maybe that's the only way you think it's possible. You'd probably straight up be a lot better going directly to your boss and being like, look, I really like this company. I want to keep moving up. Uh, you know, what would I have to do to get a promotion? Can we like agree on the the qualifications? Like what would I have to hit to do that? And then I will go out and do it. That feels way easier, but it (laughs) takes this, it takes this directness that is difficult. It takes a lot of, again, like centeredness to be straight up. Like, yo, this feel like, this is weird. I don't know what you're, I don't know what game you're playing. I don't know what you're trying to get from me. If I can be helpful in some way, let me, but you actually have to tell me. Like, yeah, you can just drop them. Both the good and the bad games. Like, this is also a great gift to give your friends. If your friend is, like, acting weird, like they're acting sad, you can cut the shit. You don't have to, like, do all these small little nonsense chess moves. You can be like, yo, dude, you seem really off today. Are you okay? Is there anything that I can help with? Beautiful gift to give a friend. But it takes dropping the little silly games we play with people. And yeah, some people might not be used to it. Some people might not be able to not interact outside of the game board. Well, but like, you know, at least you give people the option where it's like, this isn't necessary. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to make someone your partner, right? That's the, that's literally called game. Like, oh, you have good game, right? Cause it's like, <laughs> I do all these moves and I ask you good questions. And it's like, that's a, that's a pinnacle example you know, and there is a, there is a beauty, right? Some people like to actually have that whole sporting. Yeah. The, the, the play unfold because, you know, we can't forget the fact it's actually cool to play 
games against people or with people. It's a fun thing to do. Sports, like, it's actually just fun to be challenged and play games. But again, not everything has to be done that way. Mm. Like, yeah, I think the relationship thing is awesome. It is kind of weird if you went up to someone and be like, yo, I really like you. What would it take for you to be my girlfriend? I'll do it. <laughs> yo, on one hand, like, you'd probably save yourself a lot of, you know, wasted energy, a lot of time. But there is also that like artistic side to it, the romantic side of like, yo, I actually, I actually want you to like work something here. I want you to play a good game with me. Mm. You know, I know what your end game is. We entered into this whole thing. Like we have a sense of what checkmate looks like, but let's, let's play the game. Let's sit down and play the game. Like and the like, uh, birds, it, the birds that yeah. for each other. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, this thing has become this lens that I look at damn all my interactions through now and it yo it's it's really cool because you can notice you're like oh i see you just left out something there when talking to that person that was a little move right you're trying to set up an attack or like oh i actually know that what you just told me isn't true so what are you what are you working at what are you trying to do here or it's like oh i can see physically that you're very uncomfortable you're really awkward right now you're really nervous like i wonder what's causing that do you feel threatened are you unsure of where you're going gives this ability to like read dynamics really well and i don't know it's been yeah that idea the reason this has been such a rant is because that idea has been super alive for me it's not totally fleshed out yet but mm. damn it feels super useful and it comes up in <laughs> life just so freaking much yeah i i don't um i like the game one I, I think for me, it's like a different perspective, a different way of saying it is like a, what master is being served by this action. Oh, I like that. What is the, which it refers to what is the really, what is the true motivation? What, yeah. is, what are all the factors? What are the real motivations? And then also seeing that nothing is ever personal because no one's even ever seeing you as you really are. Everyone's always seeing their own perfection of you. So they, oh, it's everyone's playing really a game within their own mind, playing chess against themselves or against these personas that are created within their own mind. So this means this allows to take a lot of the personal, it's never a personal attack. It's always an attack at themselves, which allows, that's where compassion to me naturally just comes from. Like someone can yell at you and you're like, uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, because it's not personal it's just really obvious it's not like a concept oh this isn't personal it's not like the thoughts come up and it's like this isn't personal oh, it's like really natural and spontaneous it's just like because when i think when something is really understood experientially understood then it's just obvious that to me is the difference between a uh, conceptual and experiential understanding experiential understanding is like the obviousness of it is revealed conceptual is still useful but ideally you'd want to move from conceptual to experiential and not get stuck in the conceptual. <laughs> yeah. Damn. This is, this is so freaking good. Cause this is where everything is, is tying together where it's like, yo, playing all those games with all those people across decades of your life takes up a lot of mental bandwidth. It's a lot of nonsense going on in your head. How can you drop all of that? get into your body right? and then we come full circle it's like yo this thing does not play games you know exactly what the fuck is going on you know exactly what's more towards truth or less towards truth like it is very clear and you can again kind of shift your 
yeah, shift your attention, shift where you operate out of, you can actually move it from your head down either into your heart, into your gut, or just into your body overall. You know, you actually, yeah, you're, you can operate from different centers and uh, it's worth trying. It's worth trying what it's like to operate out of your heart, but it takes practice. Cause again, <laughs> everyone's playing a goddamn game with you. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, yeah, this is another, this is another sneaky thing we're like stuck in collectively where it's like, we think that the avenue to get the things we want is all out here. It can be, but there's kind of like a shitty middleman. It's like, okay, I want to be proud of myself. I want to feel good about myself. I want to, yeah, pride, um, satisfaction, contentment. And it's like, okay, how do I do that? And the answers most people come up with and the answers that culture gives us is like, all right, if I get a successful job, then I can feel good about myself. You know, if I have a lot of money, then I can feel secure. You know, if I have a hot ass partner, well then, you know, I'm something worthy of love. And it's like, A, that's a lot of work because you can't control any of this shit. And B, you can actually just do it. You can actually just cultivate it in yourself. Mm. Just like you and your connection to God can cultivate success, wealth, security, comfort, pride, a good self-image. You actually don't little men to get any of that. You can actually just focus on cultivating that in yourself. And the best part about it is that you have control of that <laughs> or as much as, as much control as you think you have over yourself. But again, it's like a game of broken telephone. You ever play that game growing up where it's like one person starts with one message oh, and yeah. you have to whisper it into the next person's ear and you go back like 30 people and yeah. it becomes a totally different thing. Yeah. Well, what if you're playing that game with your self-image, mm. which is what you do when you try to get those things from other people. You're like, okay, I'm going to subtly do a few moves, right? The, the game again, I'm going to do a few moves that hopefully you will respond in the way I want. So then I can feel good about myself. There are like a hundred ways that can go wrong. <laughs> what if they don't do the move that you expected? Yeah. Right. Like, and why would you put something as important as your like self-image, your self-love, your pride, your feelings of success in the hands of that broken telephone game? Like, yo, keep that all in yourself, cultivate it in yourself. It is possible. Mm. It's doable. Um, and you're probably you'll probably be a lot better off doing it. You become way more sovereign, you become way more secure in yourself. And yeah, you know. The most fundamental things in your life aren't up for grabs in the ever-changing, ever-fluctuating world of chaos. It's a very secure home within yourself. But we've just been, I don't know, fooled, bamboozled. Got a lot of propaganda that's saying, no, the only way you can get this stuff is out here. Mm. It's like, no, that's not true, bro. You can, like you can, but you have to recognize the trade-off of like, you're actually giving up some of your agency to do that because you know, if your self-worth is tied up in another person, they have a whole thing going on, man. And maybe it doesn't always align with you. And so you got to recognize that. Maybe they do give you a lot of, like, they do validate you, but they could take it away too. It's <laughs> like, are you okay with that? Hmm. Should you be okay with that? Do you want to be okay with that? Because you don't have to. That's the thing. You know, you brought it up earlier. It's like actually just giving people choice. So you can do that, but it's not the only way. You can actually just, you know, sit in your room and cultivate your connection to source by yourself. And it will, 
it can give you all the things that the world can gives you can give you because it's the thing that makes the world it's the thing that makes you there's nothing that you can't get just straight up cultivating your own connection that you can get out here mm. and so you can do both you know you can enter and play the games with the world but you got to know it's like yo there's another partner now they have their own motivations they can make their own moves and there is something kind of spicy about that right there's that risk there's a yo i might not win this you know there's a good challenge to be had but there's just uh it's one way and it's actually not the most direct way hmm. there's something uh so i was in when i was meditating the other day there's something just like came in out of nowhere which is great <laughs> and it was like you know, yeah conceptually you know it was heard before but this one was more of a deeper understanding it wasn't really a verbal understanding it was non-verbal but it was more like the whole world that I see is just a reflection of my own value system and innately Beautiful. within the world, actually nothing is more or less valuable than anything. The only thing, the only time, if it seems that way, that's only because of my own conditioned belief systems, which are very much a reflection of the collective. Yep. So really the only way that something might seem, but the only way that it can seem like someone can give you something is because you have given them that power because yep. you have displaced like for example happiness is like the classic one like the only way something external can give any source of happiness or at least seem that way is because of the inner choice to displace the source of happiness externally to me it's like the image i think the way this kind of goes down is i imagine it as kind of a comedy as like a child it's like a child like playing in a garden if you look at children they're very like joyous naturally it's like naturally they don't have to try they don't need anything give them a stick <laughs> you don't have to give them they'll just go like <laughs> and they just play just have fun and then comes like an adult with all the conditioning and all the, the cultural lens so that's how they're really seeing the world so you can't blame them for it and they come in and they say you need x y and z to be happy and x can be like the obvious things like money house but it can also be like job and other things like relationship is a really common one. A really, really common one is the one, the partner, that person who's going to fulfill you. All these externalities, like you need to be a certain age, you need to have to do certain things, any sort of conditionality that doesn't just depend upon existence, <laughs> upon the, the recognition that you even are. So the child that already is to me, like children are already pretty much embodiments of joy. Um, then like by their own innocence because of the innocence of their own mind that is in out of love and innocence really they believe this person that tells them oh i can't be happy right now okay and then it's locked up even though it was that's the source of happiness was within because that's the only way we can experience anything is if it's already within us like we can't experience happiness if it's not within us like yeah. for example with the joy or with the with joy and playing with dogs you know most people most people have sufficient clouds unblocking the joy within them that they can have fun with dogs there are rare people who can't have fun and enjoy dogs because they have all those clouds around their source of joy so we already have it within us it's just that it's being locked up via this innocent and kind of tragically funny <laughs> comic uh, conditioning which is like oh, oh you need this to be happy but i'm happy now no you're not oh okay i'm not <laughs> it's like that's what? the pure innocence oh no <laughs> Oh, no. so, such a good example man and it, 
was this not the first conversation that we ever had together that no one can make you happy or unhappy it's it's totally yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah because it's it's true and it's it's one of i think the big uh it's a painful moment i think on this path when you actually come to terms and really again i love how much you reference the conceptual versus embodied understanding when you have that visceral just embodied feeling of like I've been blaming the world for every problem I have, but it really just came from the fact that I gave it all away and I gave it away voluntarily. Yeah, feel like a fool. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. That's Good. a really nasty pill to swallow. But the best thing is like, you can take it all back, dude. You know, you can rescind that offering. Maybe again, much like a muscle it might take some time to build it back. You've got the momentum of your life already carrying you forward. Totally possible though, dude, you can pick that shit up whenever you want. Again, so it flips from like this, it flips back to being super empowering, but you do have to recognize like, oh, I gave this away. And all of this stuff, again, all of this stuff sounds super malevolent. Like it sounds like this evil cohort is doing all of this, but it's like, you know, culture has good intentions behind it. It's actually like, yo, these are the things that we found meaningful. You know, let us just give you the answers because we had to stumble our way there. But again, it comes to that conceptual embodied thing where it's like, okay, culture told me this and I kind of know it, but it doesn't really do much until you feel it and you believe it. And so, you know, you may as well just go through direct experience. Mm. And yeah, you can, you can get to the point where it's like, yo, maybe it's your dharma, maybe it's your soul duty to just, you know, uh, be alone and actually give gifts to the world, like make art or something. There's no, yeah. You know, you don't have to get into a relationship or the exact opposite. Maybe your dharma is to be a beautiful father. And actually that's it. Like you don't need to do anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and yet so many of us will sit there and be like, yeah, but I'm not doing all these 14 other things that the culture told me to do. Well, it's like, yo, mm -hmm. this is again, the, this is why this has been so active for me. It's the relentless, like coming into your body. It's like, what is my, what actually is trying to come through me? Is it building a family? Okay, then I'm going to do that 100%. Is it making art for the world? Okay, then I'm going to do that. You know, is it building some massive company? Okay, I'm going to do that. But it comes from the it comes from the embodied like what is trying to bubble up through me. Not what what is like what did people tell me? What do I think's the right way to do? Not the games that the mind plays. Just what is goddamn coming up through your soul? And the way your soul expresses itself is through your body and through your feelings. So yeah, don't, don't mute all those signals because we do, we try to like numb all the anxiety. We try to never be depressed, but those things are really powerful signals. They point you in directions like, oh, I really don't like doing that. So I get a lot of anxiety when I do it. So freaking stop doing it, go do something else. But sometimes going back to truth, it requires like radical steps. Like what if the thing that makes you really anxious is the job that you're in? what are you going to do? You're either going to be super anxious doing the thing that your soul tells you you shouldn't, or you're going to have to take massive courageous action and go in a different direction, go in the direction you're being called in. But dude, you know, channeling the work that your soul wants to do and that your soul wants to give the world uh, is very rewarding and probably feels better than the two beers you have to quell your anxiety every day. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah yeah I, I like going back to that conceptual um 
an experiential difference because that although it's you know i think it's like a natural progression and actually conceptual conceptual starting in the usually the way you is you go with uh you might hear something like for me this is the role of the teacher is to point within yeah via these teachings for example like i think to do a lot of it a lot of these inner games have to do with conditioning right and like value systems projected from society that really if you investigate have nothing to do are usually quite far separated from truth for example my one of my one of the ones that comes to mind is when um hawking's uh, uh, just mentions like so there's this story there's like it's sort of to me a story of how things really work in this kind of synchronous interconnected way which can't really logically understand <laughs> at least not not through the framework that um that you're that we're taught and then you hear it and you're like wow oh it's okay to just you know me being happy my happiest self is actually uplifting all of humanity right now whoa what <laughs> and then actually being able to calibrate that and see that as an absolute truth is quite an incredible gift but this story is like so you imagine this like uh say there's this dude like going fishing you know Something the world would call, you know, something like a holiday. He's just having a holiday. He's not really contributing to society. Let's just take this lens. He's just enjoying himself. He's having a good time um, fishing. And then suddenly there's this, there's this beautiful experience, this beautiful connection and sees the beauty of everything. Suddenly the beauty of everything is revealed. There's a dropping into the beauty of everything. And there's just a connection with it. An incredible upsurge of all this joy and bliss. And then suddenly on the other side of the world, there's this child in Africa that's dying of starvation. And suddenly out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there's this hope comes in. Where did it come from? It wasn't forced. It didn't, it just came out of nowhere by grace. And something powerful Hawking said, it says, well, that was the contribution of that man being with that beauty, uplifting all of humanity. by being in touch with the beauty. And that's how the world really works is it's actually held up by those invisible people. There was this other story he said, it was, he was in, in New York city once and he was in this totally different state after he's had his, um, after he was uh, awakened or enlightened, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he saw it totally differently. He saw it as a very beautiful thing, but he also saw that there were two people in that city um, who basically uplifted their presence, their mere presence alone counteracted the entire negativity of the whole city. One of them was a homeless bum who he met, who he just saw over the street. And it's like, not logical. It's not to do with provability or any sort of intellectual models. It's more like, it's like, to me, an obviousness. You look into the eyes and it's now obvious. You see it. (laughs) And he's like, to me, that's how I interpret it. It's like, they looked into it. They looked into each other's eyes and they saw them they were together uplifting the entire negativity of that city without which the whole world would basically, it would collapse because all these energies that aren't in love, you know, all the anger, the fear, the desire, all these things, the hopelessness, the grief, the apathy, they all have the seeds of their own destruction within them. So if they're left to their own devices, they would continue and they would derail they would just go off the track. It's like that was very close to happening in the 80s. <laughs> it's very close. I mean, 
you know, rationally speaking, you're like, why would they wipe out everyone in the world? Because that includes themselves. Well, like malevolence doesn't, is malevolence the right word? That sort of energy doesn't care about rationality. It's not coming from rationality. It's coming from destruction. It doesn't matter. Even if it's going to destroy itself, it would rather destroy everything than lose. That's the sort of, that's the ego. (laughs) It'd rather destroy everything than lose. So when you hear that, just conceptually now, it's like the old story is chipped away and you're like, well, hang on, you know, just me being happy, me being joyous, me being my most joyous self, me sitting, enjoying in bliss, the beauty of nature is uplifting all of humanity and contributing to the sea of, it's the, it, it uplifts the sea and all of humanity is uplifted with the sea. And now suddenly out of nowhere, someone, hope comes in for them, you know, with the child or suddenly like, you know, it's those moments in life because it's just a matter of awareness. When you're really honest to yourself, you see that these life-changing moments really happen from grace. They happen by grace. It's like out of nowhere, suddenly you see things differently. Like where did that come from? And why for thousands of years did everyone see things the way that they have seen things and they didn't just have those revelations. It seems to be right now that the occurrence of these revelations is extremely high compared to the past. So you see that this buildup, everyone's uplifting each other by our own choices. And then just to sum that up, there's this, just recently it was a calibration that Hawking's made. Uh, he said a statement, he said, everyone's choices influences all of humanity decisively. And you got true. So it's true that every choice that we make decisively influences the future of humanity. Every, every, every forgiveness, every kindness, even though logically, rationally by the story told um, currently, it's like, oh, it's just a nice thing. Actually, this is the most important thing. Actually, work is just a nice thing. What's important is how you are when you work. Are you kind and compassionate? Are you doing things to the best of your ability? Are you serving life? Or are you serving your own selfish motivations? not to poo-poo anything, but to say that these are the things that matter, not the, not the externalities, not, the, not these things that society tells you is valuable. Um, no, it's actually what you are inside that uplifts all of humanity. <laughs> that's what's important. And that's what's going to, that's what's going to, if, if it's going to be anything, everyone, oh, this is another really powerful. Everyone is a potential savior of the world. Everyone is a potential uh-huh. savior of the world by your own choices and you don't need to do anything. It's just about your life orientation. It's just, you orient your life differently. And you're like, okay, well now I'm deciding to commit to being my most loving, compassionate self. That's not a doing this. It's a commitment. <laughs> it's an inner commitment to, uh, and I'll learn, you know, even if I don't know what that looks like, or I don't know what I need to go through to me, a really powerful one is like, this is really powerful. It's like, I'm willing to go through whatever it takes to be that version, to face myself as I really am, even though I don't know what that is. That's powerful. That takes courage. Like we said earlier, it it does take courage to face the bullshit. But when you face it in spite of it, it's like you earn the revelation. It's like you earn it. (laughs) You, You earn it and you see it and grace reveals itself. It's like you present yourself like this to the world. And now divinity reveals itself to you. (laughs) It's like a gift. So, so obviously a gift. And, you know, it's like you're walking around to me, for example, like 
there was this tree I was with this tree and it was obvious the tree was dancing and I was just staring at this tree and I was like whoa this is so cool but you know you can't prove it it's just obvious that the tree was dancing and it's like joy was recognizing joy you know to the world you know that must sound weird it's like what do you mean the tree's dancing that's just like or like from a psychology it's just a projection but like experientially it's just obvious there's no need to explain it because truth is self-revealing and obvious it doesn't need an explanation any explanation sort of you know the universe exists and that is all no explanation is required the explanation is a vanity <laughs> to me that's like that's it packaged up right there <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, dude. that was actually very beautiful that was very beautifully said there was a huge shift in uh it was actually hawkins that sparked a huge shift in me which is most of the kind of spiritual path or spiritual progress is actually a yin a receiving a surrendering process rather than a yang like an adding a learning a doing huge it is a huge conceptual shift it's freaking binary opposite like it's the exact opposite framing and yeah i think the reason it's so difficult because i'm a i fully agree right it's a the surrendering act is extremely difficult i think we've got it backwards particularly in western culture surrender is often seen as weak you know flagging flying the white flag is like yeah i surrender i surrender i can't do it but no there's a much more core strength surrender that's like i don't need to be in control of this because i don't believe it's against me this is again this has come up multiple times here it's the trust thing too because you can't surrender without trust it's like yo i actually trust that what is coming is will be in my favor i i won't surrender if i don't believe that because what do i have to do i have to fight against it i have to make it standardized i need traditions i need scaffolding because i don't know I don't know what's going to come and I doubt it's good for me, but that's not true. Like, yo, everything, you're still here. You're still functional. Like everything that's come so far, your life is a, you know, take the number of days you've been alive. It's like, you know, that's the number of features you've been through and it's all been for you. It's all been good. You're still here. You're still capable. Like how many examples does it take before you actually flip the script? And it's like, Oh, this is actually for me. That's beautiful. Yeah. The surrendering act is, extremely uh yeah extremely courageous extremely difficult but it will it will it's what leads to freedom Mm. because it's it's then i don't have to control things i don't have to use the mind and the ego to put everything in its place and make sure that it's all going to be okay because it's already okay it's not a problem you know this is the alan watts quote right it's like this thing is not a problem to be solved it's not broken. It's not broken. It's a reality. It's a thing to be experienced. And all you need to do is show up for it and just really live it. Like, again, be intentional, do your best, like appreciate it, default to gratitude. It's like, you're not actually asked to do that much. It's very simple. <laughs> it's very simple, but is, you know, simple does not mean easy. Mm. Simple does not mean easy. It's difficult to do these things. It's difficult to, again, always live in truth. Spoken so long today about how hard that can be, right? Just truth all the time is really difficult. Um, Acting in good faith for self, other, and world is difficult. Straightforward, 
I know what's right. I can feel it in my body. I know which one I should be doing. But damn, doing it involves hard, man. It's hard. It's often the more challenging decision to make in the moment. But in the long run, it's way better, way more conducive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Nice, nice, nice riff today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We always go some places. That was beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Eric. Oh, let's finish up with the five minutes. So since last time, have you got anything else to share? Maybe something to do, something actionable. Maybe maybe this time we'll go for yin way though. Like, uh, is, there the, is there like a yin action? You know, because I like yeah. Hawking saying he's like, you know, spiritual, spiritual work is all yin. Even when it's yang, it's yin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's always it. yin. Um, is there some sort of something like that that you could share that might be of benefit based on your own experiences. I have one thing that is, has been awesome for me. Um, it can, it can take shape in your life different ways. Um, I'll talk about the way it takes shape for me, but a practice or a thing that you do that is not outcomes based. Mm. And so like, again, you're not trying to get something with it hobbies are a simple enough answer to this the thing that you do just because you want to do it not because it's going to make you a better person not because it's going to add more to your career not because it's going to make you money those again those are outcomes i'm going to do x so that it will get me y find something that is just i want to do this because doing this is beautiful and there's a the reason I, I say it's the the yin thing is because it's it's less of a doing mode it's more of a being mode it's just mm. i'm i'm here with this thing in relation to this thing the practice that has been awesome for me is tea um just a really yeah uh is weird to explain the practice of making and enjoying tea by itself not on screens, not doing anything else, not doing it so that I can post about Instagram on it, like just sitting in presence with nature, you know, with tea. Um, and again, you know, you sit down and within like 30 freaking seconds, while it's still being steeped, it's like, oh, I could write about this. Oh, I could go on Facebook right now. Oh, I could go do this. And you see just how actually hard it is to do nothing or to do something just for itself. But like your point about um, kids can do this all day every day they do things just because they want to just because they find them beautiful and yet we get to this threshold where it's like yeah but is this contributing to my job <laughs> or is this help is this helping me relax so that i can work harder mm. so like everything just gets pegged to an outcome um because again it's this thing where it's like i need to be doing stuff i need to justify myself i need to make something of myself so that the culture will oh, approve of me so they so they give me the validation that i want because i've given it away and so yeah dude have a practice that you do just for itself hmm. have something you do just for itself cuz life is like that life is just a thing to itself for itself you're not going anywhere you're not getting anywhere you're not doing anything you're just passing time and yet you know in that container you know everything is everything is outcomes attached and that becomes really you know a good relationship is an outcome attached it's i want to be with you because that thing in itself is awesome mm -hmm. or it's like art is like that 
the thing in itself is beautiful. Not what it does, just the thing in itself. So yeah, there are a bunch of shapes that can take. There are a bunch of ways you can do that. The T thing has worked for me. Um, but there are a whole, yeah, mm. find something just for itself. Find and do something just for itself. Mm. That's beautiful. That's kind of like, uh, sounds to me like, reminds me of karma yoga, like selfless service. Yes. Great example. Thing itself. <laughs> Or, or as Charles puts it also in a really Charles Eisenstein, um, what's the most beautiful thing I can do? Because <laughs> that's separated from outcomes. As soon as you talk about beauty, there's no outcomes well, there. Yeah, and to your point right there, yoga and meditation originally would definitely qualify for that. Like meditation, when it was created, is quite literally like sitting just to sit. You know, meditation was how a Buddha sits. They're not doing something. They're not like reducing stress. They're not like trying to get insight. It's like, you know, a Buddha, an awakened person, A, has periods in their day where they don't do anything, where they don't do anything. And if they do, they sit. And how would they sit? They would sit like that. Like it was just a thing in itself. Yeah. Same thing with yoga. It's not like a you're not trying to get more flexible. You know, it's a practice unto itself. And so both of those work too. That's a great point. Like there are a whole bunch of things, but it's, uh, when you, when you start, you'll notice just like immediately, it's like, yo, I could be a teacher of this and I can make money from it. And, I can <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, yeah, if I took a picture of it, people would think I'm cool. And it's like, yo, none of that. And that's why it's a practice, right? It's the showing up over and over again to actually like short circuit that just default reflex to like, how can I make something out of this? Stop trying to make something out of it. <laughs> and that's where it goes back to the surrender. It's like, yo, you don't need to do this. You can actually just release into it. So mm. find a practice that does that. And almost anything will do that. Or to full circle all the way back, there are some really challenging things you can do to surrender. You know, <laughs> surrender to an ice bath, bro. Like yeah. try 10 minutes in an ice bath. It'll do it for you too. Mm. Hunger pangs as well. Tiredness. You know, hunger, tired, tired fasting. Dude, anything that anything that the body normally does in a cycle, yeah, cold. Wake up, bruise. wake up earlier. Like all those things will work as just to like I actually don't care what I want or need. I'm just surrendering the whole thing, and in that way, yeah. anything can do it. Oh, and then avoiding the trap of talking about it. I find this one gets caught up. Not think about it, just do it. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Because the then the, the stories come, and then in terms of the doing it like just a practical thing that I like is like washing the dishes. You just wash yeah, the dishes works. for the family because you do <laughs> for the enjoyment of it without any look, without looking for a gain. Great example. Whoa. You can do that for anything. <laughs> yeah. And dude, such a good example. Cause like, I bet you, if you actually do that, what will happen is like, damn, no one said thank you to me. Yeah, 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 fucking, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I just did the dishes. It's like, <laughs> yo, that is not the point, dude. It's yeah. so sneaky. It's like yeah. it's it's very hard to uh short circuit that, but again, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, and then when you get free, because acknowledgement gives satisfaction, but the joy of selfless service is joy. <laughs> the reward yeah. is pure joy. It's actually the most wise thing you can do for yourself because you're just in a constant state of joy. You're not in this craving of satisfaction, craving acknowledgement some sort of thing like that it's just you can acknowledge you cannot doesn't matter 
my state is mm. independent of anything you have to say. Anything you say is a gift to me, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have this is the, yeah, this is the whole point, right? It takes, it short circuits the middleman, right? It just, everything is in yourself. You can do the thing and be happy about it in yourself. You don't need someone to say thank you. You don't need someone to say you did a good job. You don't need someone to acknowledge it at all. It's mm. cool if they do. Like, cool, great, thank you. But it's not necessary. And it's that that part of like, yo, you just reclaimed all your power. Yeah, exactly. Did that. Exactly. Um, oh, last thing. I'll end with a pet. I was watching a Kung Fu Panda Pause of Destiny. <laughs> and yes. in that, <laughs> there, there was a really good quote. And I was like, wow, Kung Fu Panda, man. Master Uguay, he's on point. <laughs> Master Uguay knows. Yeah. He, oh, love that turtle. So there was this quote. <laughs> And it's from the show, so this is the show. But like, uh, the out of nowhere, a voice came to Poe, and it's like, "Do not be afraid. You are within your own mind." And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's so cool!" So since everything is a projection, a value system, it can sound like the stuff can sound scary. But I mean, when you separate it from the fear, it's not scary at all. It's actually quite invigorating and amazing um, because. There's nothing to fear since everything is just a projection of your own value systems and it's your own mind reflected Raw back power. at you. What's that? Yeah. If it's nothing to fear. It's just something to uh, enjoy and master and enjoy it. Yep. Gifts are given to enjoy. All right, dude. <laughs> Thank you for this. Hope you enjoyed it. Great fun on my half. Dude, these are always good. These are <laughs> always good. And again, you know, this whole conversation is a practice in surrender it's just showing up trusting that it's going to go somewhere cool and it does every time yeah yeah. see it's trust yeah it just happens it happens all right so listeners i hope you enjoyed this if you want to stay up to date you can follow joyfulness broadcast on on spotify apple google stitcher any podcasting thing or facebook go to facebook joyfulness broadcast and you can follow that also the instagram joyfulness broadcast you can follow that um that one's actually really fun so thank you for listening hope it was enjoyable see you in the next one